my god, you guys know the intro already. You guys know the catchphrase. We're gonna put a we're gonna we're gonna get a sound we're gonna we're gonna program that to the soundboard so we can play that. You know, so we can have a button just to play that. Woo baby. That woo man. Woo! What's going on, guys? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Sports with Jesus. Sports with Jesus. Not that with is wit. Somebody else has the with. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to copy or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so sports wit. Jesus, baby, Jesus, back with another episode. I cannot believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe we made it to a fourth episode already. Fourth, man. What happened to the last three? It's, it's been so fast. Oh my God. What is what is going on? You see, just you, you never know when you're in the good old days. You know what I'm saying? You never know when you're in the good old days because you know when when you're when you're doing something good, when you're doing something you're having fun with. You know, the time just flies by. It just flies right by. And and you just never know. You just never know when you're in the good old days. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, you know, I can't believe we made it to a fourth episode. You know, what a, what a ride it's been. What a ride it's been. You know, the adversity, the hard work, the dedication, the commitment. What a journey. What a journey it has been. You know, it's, it's been getting to me, you know, the hard work, this podcasting, this new lifestyle, it's been getting to me, you know, and I've been having trouble, you know, adapting, you know, adjusting, changing, you know, I've been having trouble, you know, it's been getting, it's been getting to me and, you know, I, I've been taking it head on, you know, I'm going right for it, you know, I'm going right for it, you know, no prep, I no, no, no experience behind the mic, no experience in podcasting. No experience in talking sports. I mean, I have experience playing sports and watching sports, but never talking about it at a professional level. You know, no no experience at all, you know, but we're just going for it. We're going right for it. You know, we're taking it head on. We're taking the challenge head on. We're going right for it. This is our time. Our time. You know, we go right for it, man. We, we learn about ourselves along the way. You know, we learn we learn we learn a, a a whole lot about ourselves. You know, it's an ongoing process. It's amazing. You know, I learn about you guys. You know, when you comment, when you follow, when you listen, when you when you call me, you give me some feedbacks, when you send me message saying, "Yo, I listen to the podcast." Ba 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 bam. You know, I we I learn about you guys. I learn about it. You know? I learn about you guys and and we in this together. You know, we're we're both learning, we're both growing, we're both uh we're both making moves, baby. We're making moves. You know, we are on a mission. A mission. We are on a mission of God. And you know, I'm just so very blessed. I'm so very blessed to be able to do this. You know, to have this power. The power of the mic. My my voice. My reasoning. And we're only going to get better. We're only going to get better. And we're only going to get stronger, you know. It's only up from here. Can't go lower. It's only up. You know. With great power comes great responsibility. As we all heard on Spider-Man. 
my favorite superhero, my favorite movies. I am fully aware of this power that I have. I am fully aware of this power. You know, and I plan on using it for good. For us. For the people. For the world. And most of all, for God. Like it doesn't it doesn't get any bigger than lifts than this right now, guys. I'm I'm live right now. I'm live. I'm live. I'm alive, and I'm just so grateful, man. I'm just so grateful to watch the sports that I love, watch the teams that I love, watch the players that I love, and talk about it to the people that I love. And that's you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> yes. Give the people some love, some more love. Give it to them. Because they deserve it. You guys deserve everything. We all deserve everything. And uh, we got some great we got some great stuff, man. You know, I'm just so grateful. You know, I can't believe I can't believe I do this. I can't believe I do this. You know, this is my career. This is gonna be my passion. This is gonna be my career. And, you know, is is just the beginning of the end, you know? The beginning of the end. You know, the end of the search, you know, for my career, my passion, my destiny, my purpose. It's the end of it. Because we found it already, guys. We found it. And it's in sports. You know, I love sports. I would I would never get tired of sports. You know, I, sports is in my everyday life. You know, I eat, sleep, and breathe this thing, man. I love it. You know, I love sports. It brings people together, team camaraderie. You know, everybody's connecting. Everybody's having a good time. And, you know, it's all about fun. You know, it's all about fun. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's surreal. It's it's surreal what is going on right now and what I'm doing right now, man. It's it's one o'clock in the morning. It's one o'clock in the morning and I'm I'm recording right now, baby. I'm recording, man. I've been working all day, you know, gathering my notes, prepping. You know, I I know I'm a little late. I know. I know. <laughs> but better late than never, you know what I'm saying? Better late than never on M on on the first podcast of the week, man. Let's go. It's out there, man. We're doing it right now. You know. We got some good stuff for you, man. We got some really good stuff. We always got we always got we always got some good stuff, man. We always got that good stuff. We got basketball. We got baseball. We got the Yankees, the Mets, the Knicks, the Nets. And also, we also got some UFC. My MMA news debut. We get to talk about UFC 287. The, the pay-per-view fight that just passed this Saturday. Oh, my God, what a card that was. What a card. What a card. And I was so blessed to be able to watch it. So grateful. You know, we also got some Bible talk, baby. You know how that go. The Lord's word. The Lord's stories. You know, this is what we do. And, we, and we're going we're gonna to try something new today. You know, this is an ongoing thing. You know, we're, we're constantly working. We're constantly trying to find ways, trying to find better ways to, you know, improve the podcast, to put the podcast out there. You know, we're always trying to find ways. I'm, I'm working on putting the podcast on Apple Podcasts and it's soon going to get done. It's going to get done. 
But yeah, man, you know, we got some UFC, baseball, basketball, man, oh man. God, oh God. Lord, oh Lord. We are ready. Let's go. All right, perfect, guys. So we're going we're gonna to start off with some basketball. You know, the reason I'm going to start off with some basketball is because, you know, I, um, the Knicks and the Nets, you know, they, they didn't play those last two games that they played. Uh, they weren't that meaningful because they already clinched their position in the in the playoffs. So we're just going to give you a brief talk about it and uh, see where the Knicks and the Nets are 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 standing, you know, in this season. But first, first, we're going to go over some basketball terms. We're going to go over some basketball terms. We are going to learn some basketball terms, you know, so I can teach you guys. And, you know, you guys can understand what I'm talking about when I come to these when I talk about these terms, you know. Uh, the first term we're going to start off with is offense. What does offense mean in basketball? Well, let me tell you, baby. That's why I'm here. I'm here to teach you offense. Offense is the team in possession of the ball. So the team that has the ball, the team that's dribbling, the team that's shooting, passing, that's the offense right there. That is the offense. The next term we're going to talk about is defense. We're going to talk about defense. What is defense in basketball? Defense is the team not in possession of the ball. So the team that doesn't have the ball, the team that's guarding, the team that's trying to get a steal, the team that's uh, that's trying to get a rebound, the t the, a defensive rebound, the team that's trying to get a block, the team that's trying to contest, you know, the team that doesn't have the ball, that's defense right there. That is defense. Um, next, we're going to talk about jump shot. What is jump shot? What is a jump shot? What does that even mean? You know, what does that even mean? Curry has a good jump shot. You know, Katie has a good jump shot. Klay um, Thompson has a good jump shot. You know, these guys are known for shooting the ball. And let me tell you what jump shot means. Jump shot, a shot in which an offensive player's feet leave the floor. You know, to try to make the ball, to try to get a bucket. This is a jump shot. You know, you jump off the ground to get as high as possible so you can try to level out with the rim and get a better get a better get a better chance of making it in in the hoop. So that is a jump shot ladies and, and ladies and gentlemen. You jump and then you shoot. Jump shot. <laughs> um another turn, you know, we're not going to go over all the terms, but we're going to go over some terms little by little, different podcasts, you know, different episodes so we can learn a little about the games, a little about the different sports uh that we're talking about. Dunk what is a dunk? What is it? What is a dunk? A dunk is slamming the ball into the basket. That's a dunk. And I can't dunk. <laughs> I cannot dunk for nothing. I do not have hops like that. Hops, you know, you got to jump. The, 
the rim, the the hoop. I'll tell you how how tall the hoop is right now. How tall is an NBA hoop? An NBA hoop is 10 feet off the ground. So that is 10 feet off the ground. That's what a that's that's how high you have to jump. Well, you don't have to jump that high. You got to jump at least 5 feet or 4 feet depending on how tall you are. For me, I'm 5 feet. I'm 5'11". So basically I'm not all right. I'm 5'11". I I I'll be saying I'm 6 feet, all right? I'm 6 feet. So that means I have to jump at least 4 feet in the air to to dunk the ball. <laughs> that's how that's how high I have to jump. You know, to dunk the ball and I don't have hops like that. <laughs> so that's what dunking the ball is uh uh a uh, an offensive player slamming the ball into the basket. That's a dunk right there, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're going to get into assists. What is an assist? An assist is a pass that sets up a score. So let's say I'm dribbling the ball and there's an open man. I'm dribbling the ball. I pass it to the open man. The open man shoots it and he makes it. I get an assist. I get an assist for that. He gets points because he made the bucket, but I get the assist because I passed it to him before he made the bucket. So an assist is a pass that sets up a score. That's uh that's an assist. Um next we're going to go into uh, a rebound. What's a rebound? We're do- we're doing a couple. We're doing a couple, so bear with me. It's going really fast. Um rebound. A rebound is gaining possession of the ball after it bounces off the backboard or rim. On a missed shot. On a missed shot. So let's say I pass. So let's say this guy shoots the ball, right? I'm I'm defending. You know, I'm playing defense. And the other team is playing offense. So the offensive player shoots the ball. It hits the rim. And he misses. It misses. So the ball is bouncing. You know, it's in the air. And I grab it. You know, I'm a defender. I grab the ball after he shoots and misses. I just grabbed a rebound. I just grabbed a rebound. You know, this this is another term that's used, you know, in the real world as like a, a girl, right? A girl breaks up with her man. You know, a girl breaks up with her man and she finds another man. That man is the rebound. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, if you get what it, you know, they say that, but you know, this man, he grabbed a girl that just, you know, that, that, that just got out of a of relationship. You know, obviously the relationship didn't go through like a ball that doesn't go through a hoop, you know, it's in the air. So this girl is in the air and, you know, I, I get into, you know, I talk to this girl, you know, I get with this girl, you know, we, we do our thing, you know, I, I, I'm the rebound. (laughs) All right, whatever. We're getting a little off topic there, but a rebound is gaining possession of a ball after it bounces off the backboard or rim on a missed shot. So after he misses, after the offensive player misses the ball, I grab the ball as a defensive, a defensive player. I just grab the rebound. 
Um, next, we're going to talk about uh, a file. What is a file? That's a technical file. A file is an illegal play other than a floor violation. So a floor violation is like, you know, traveling, a double dribble, you know, illegal screen. Those are, those are other terms that we'll get into. But um, a foul is a non-basketball play. That's basically it. A non-basketball play. That's, that's what a foul is. And after you foul, you get a free throw. What is a free throw? A free throw is a free shot taken from the foul line awarded a player whose opponent committed a foul. So you commit a foul, I'm going to the free throw line, you know? That's what a that's what a free throw is. That is what a free throw is. So now that's the conclusion of our basketball terms. I hope you guys learned a little. You know, you you, you practice it, you talk about it, you know, and try to, you know, try to remember it. <laughs> um, now we're going to get into the Knicks. Here we go. Oh, what wrong button. All right, cool. So we're going to get into the Knicks and we're going to talk about Friday's game and Sunday's game. Cause I saw uh, Wednesday's game. Wednesday they faced the uh, they faced the Pacers, and we talked about that game in the last podcast. And this Friday, um, they faced the new uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans are you know they trying to they are trying to get a stop a stop uh, a spot in the play in. So every game is a must win for them. However, for the for the Knicks, um, the Knicks. The Knicks already clinched the fourth, uh, the fourth seed. No, no, they clinched the fifth seed. Sorry, uh, the Knicks already clinched the fifth seed. So this game is meaningless to them. You know, this game is meaningless, and you know they're getting pe- they're getting the bench out there. Uh, they're resting some of their starters. You know, Jalen Brunson is not playing. Um, Mitchell Robinson is not playing either. But they still they still got some of the young guys in there. You know, I mean, R.J. Barrett is playing. You know, he came back. You know. Uh, to get in rhythm for the playoffs, you know, to get some, you know, to stay warm, stay hot. Um, R.J. Barrett, you know, he had a good game. He had 28 points in that game, seven rebounds, six assists. Uh, kind of a rare good game, you know, for R.J. Barrett. You know, he's been having a, little, a bit of a slow season. And, you know, he just got paid this season. You know, he got a big contract this season. And, um, you know, the Knicks didn't want to give him up for Donovan Mitchell, who was a player on the Cleveland Cavaliers, who was, um, you know, up for trades. Um, And the Knicks had the opportunity to get him. They had the opportunity to get him, but they didn't want to give up R.J. Barrett. I would have gave up R.J. Barrett in a a freaking second, man. I'm not a fan of R.J. Barrett. I'm not. But it's okay. He's a Nick, you know, so we got to love him, man. Um, you know, he shot 11 for 25 from the field against the Pelicans. Um, he shot 0 for 9 for 3, man. 0 for 9 from 3. Um, it was just not going in for him for deep, man, and, and it's not good. Um, Obi Toppin, you know, was playing too. He had 10 points. Quickly, IQ. You know, IQ, I freaking love that guy, man. He's 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 such a he's such a good player. Um he's argue he's arguably gonna be the sixth man of the year, but he's starting games, you know, for the Knicks. He started like um, eight games. He started eight games for the Knicks this season. And, um, 
you know, he's just looking to get in rhythm for the playoffs. So the Knicks lost that game against the Pelicans, um, 113-105. We're going to go to the next game that they played, um, which was on Sunday. Again, another meaningless game. You know, they already clinched the fifth seed, and, you know, they're just getting guys out there, um, you know, to get in rhythm and, you know, all that stuff. So this game, they lost. They lost by five points to the Indiana Pacers, who they beat on Wednesday, you know, uh, very easy. I mean, not not easy, but, you know, they they dominated. They kind of dominated. I'm not even going to lie to you. They dominated. You know, that's the game where Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes, and Emmanuel Quickly, uh, for the first time in history, uh, three pair, three teammates on the same team scored 30 points in the same game, you know, for the first time in history. And uh, it was just fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. Uh, this game they lost um, by five points, but you know it's all right. They already clinched the they already clinched the fifth seed. You know the Pacers. They're playing for nothing. They're just playing for you know a lottery pick or they're just they're they're not doing anything. This is just meaningless basketball. Um, but it's the last game of the season. But it, and it has to be played. You know it's whatever. Um, so that game, Obi Toppin, he scored 34 points. Emmanuel quickly scored 30 points, you know, with nine rebounds and seven assists. Um, Obi Toppin shot 13 for 23 from the field, um, five for 10 from deep. And Obi Toppin has been putting on a show, man, ever since Randall went down. So I really hope he gets some burn in the playoffs, you know, when Randall comes back. I hope they put him and Randall on the floor, you know, or together. But uh, I, I I like Obi Toppin a lot, man. Obi Toppin has been, you know, he's he's one of those guys that could get you some buckets, man. He's a he's a former first round pick for the Knicks, and you know he's he hasn't been playing that much. Like uh, Obi Toppin, in in the nine games he's played over thirty minutes in his career, so he's played thirty minutes in only nine games in his career, and this is his this is his third year in the season. You know, this is his third year in the season, and he deserves he deserves a starting spot. You know, this guy can play. He's athletic. He's fast. He's big. He could shoot. I mean, he shoots a lot, but he's a young guy. You know, this is his game is going to change over time. And I just love the energy that he plays with. You know, he's very athletic. He gets some. He could get you some blocks um, in transition too. He he he's a lob threat. You know, this guy. I I like watching Obi Top and play. I like him. You know, he was big coming out of coming out of college, um, out of Dayton. And, you know, he, he just put up a show. He put up a show in college and, you know, he got drafted in the first round by the Knicks. But the Knicks are, you know, they're, they're not playing him that much. You know, they're only playing because they have Randall, you know, I guess. Um, you know, him and Randall, they play the same position, power forward. But I guess you could put him at the, you know, the three sometimes or put Randall at the three and him at the four. But I, I really believe Obi Toppin de- deserves more playing time. But like I was saying about this stat, you know, Obi Toppin in the nine games he's played over 30 minutes in his career, he's averaging 25 points a game. He's averaging 25 points, five rebounds, four assists. You know, he's shooting 57% from the field and 43% from deep. You know, Obi Toppin is a ball player, folks. This guy can play basketball, man. He's young. You know, he's he's still gotta, you know, get the get the the IQ up there, you know, his mind right, be a little more disciplined. But this guy can play basketball, man. He can play basketball. And I'm it's just really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate to see him right in the bench and, 
you know, not getting the the the, the playing time that he deserves. Um, but Obi Toppin is a stud, man. I can't wait to see him in the playoffs and how he does. Um, it's also going to be a little tough, you know, with Randall coming back. So who knows how that's going to work out. Hopefully, you know, he's still in the rotation and he's getting he's getting heavy minutes because this guy can really play. And he's on a hot stretch right now. He's on a hot stretch. He's averaging about 25, 30, you know, in this hot stretch since uh, since since Randall went down with the injury. You know, this guy is playing really good basketball right now. Um, so, you know, that's the Knicks. That's what they did for the last two games. You know, they, they lost, but it's okay. They already clinched the fifth seed. Uh, they're going against the Cavs, guys. They're going against the Cavs, ladies and gentlemen. They are going against the C Cavaliers of Cleveland in the first round of the NBA playoffs. The first game is this Saturday. Um, we'll see if Randall's back healthy. Um, well, Brunson is definitely going to be in there. You know, this is this is a huge series for the New York Knicks because you know who was on the Cleveland Cavaliers? Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and this is the, the Knicks passed up on him. They didn't want to give up RJ, and you know they just let him go. They let him go, and he got traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Cleveland Cavaliers have had a pretty good season. Um, they got a pretty good team. They have a good team. You know, it's going to be a really interesting uh, first round. I think the Knicks could pull it off. Um, I think the Knicks could pull it off. You know, they just got to get timely buckets. They got to play defense, you know, because uh, and they got to they got to score. They got to move the ball around because the, the Cavaliers, they have great defense. They have great size. You know, they got Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, um, Darius Garland. You know, they got they got a lot of players over there who can play defense. But I think the Knicks, I think the Knicks could win this, man. They they have a solid chance, you know. Like I said, his like I said in the last uh, episode, you know, history is on our side. You know, they're eight and one against them in the playoffs. Um, they 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 beat them this season series. You know, last game they played, Brunson dropped forty eight points. Uh, Mitchell went off two with a forty that that game as well. But you know, it was it was a really good win for the Knicks. Um. But I think they really have a they have a solid chance. They have a solid chance, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I think this I think that 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 matchup could go to seven. You know, it could go to game seven. It could go to seven games. Um, but I really I really think the Knicks could pull that one off. I really think they can. Um, now we're gonna go to the Nets. We're gonna talk about the Nets, baby. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about the Nets and their past two games. Uh, they also played on Friday and Sunday. Um, on Friday, they matched up against the Magic. Um, they won that game 101-84. to And with that game, with that win, they clinched the sixth seed. And they are going to face the Philadelphia 76ers, man. The Philadelphia 76ers in the first round. Wow, huge matchup for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets lost, uh, won this game on Friday to the Magic. Uh, they won 101 to 84. Uh, Mikal Bridges, well, how I like to say is Mikal. Mikal Bridges had 22 points. Claxton had a good game too. Nicholas Claxton, um, he had 14 points with 15 rebounds. Uh, Dinwiddie, 
Dinwiddie had a solid game too. He had six points, seven rebounds, 14 assists. I love that stat line, man. That's like a second, that's like the second game in a row that uh, Dinwiddie has a similar stat line to that. Uh, the game before that, uh, I believe they played the Pistons and he had uh, about 16 or, or, or 15 assists. And that game with double with single digit scoring, I love that. I love that from Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm becoming a big fan of Dinwiddie um, and his play of basketball. You know, I, I I used to think you know that the ball would get stuck to him. You know, but he's he's a he's a he's a rhythm shooter. You know, he's a volume shooter. You know, obviously if he's making some buckets, he's gonna keep shooting some buckets. But if he's not, if nothing is going down for him or he's not getting no good looks, uh, he's gonna pass you the ball. He's gonna pass the ball. He's gonna create shots for his teammates and he's gonna create shots for himself too. I really like Dinwiddie. I like the way he plays. Um, you know, you could just tell by that stat line that he's very unselfish. Very, very unselfish. And Dinwiddie is uh he's a winning guy, he's a winning player, he's good. I like that. Uh so the so the Nets won that game 101 to 84 and they clinched the 6th seed um with that win. Uh their game on Sunday they played Sunday <clears throat> Sorry guys, let me just boom. They played on Sunday against a uh a preview, a little preview against the Philadelphia 76ers, which is a preview of the first-round matchup in the NBA playoffs. You know, they lost that game, you know, but it's a meaning, it's a meaningless game, you know. Uh, Michael Bridges, he checked in for like three seconds, you know, so he could play his 83rd game of the season. Um, Shout-out to him. Huge, huge, huge shout-out to Michael, Michael Bridges. No, he's got a streak going on of of how many straight games you know he can he's played without um you know missing a game. Mike Michael Michael Bridges plays he's Iron Man like I said you know he he stays healthy he plays a lot of games. Excuse me, guys, you know I got some gas coming up, but it's it's all good. But yeah, the Seventy Sixers won this game one thirty four to one hundred five. Um, you know it was it was just a a bench game. For both teams, uh, they didn't really have any stars on the floor. <clears throat> they didn't really have any any stars on the floor, and you know they just um, you know they just they just threw the game away. They didn't really care. You know they already know who they're gonna play, who they're gonna face in the playoffs, and that's the Sixers, of course. Um, but it's okay, it's okay. You know they lost that game. They still clinched the sixth seed, and they they got a spot in the playoffs. Um, Cam Thomas dropped forty six points. You know that game. I love Cam Thomas. You know he's a young guy, but he's still got a lot of growing to do. Um, he shot for, he shot sixteen for twenty nine that that game, and he scored forty six points in the loss. Good, good, you know, good game for you to get some, you know, get some shots under your belt. Um, you know, get yourself in rhythm for the playoffs because you know he could he could give us he can get us some solid buckets in the playoffs. Um, so they're gonna play, you know. So that's the game. That's the regular season, you know, for the Nets. They finished in the sixth seed, and they're gonna play the 76ers. Um, I th- yo, I th- yo, they have a solid chance. They have a solid chance, you know. Not on paper, they they don't have a solid chance, you know, because of the names, and you don't really see you don't really see big names. But they have a lot of good role players. They have a lot of unselfish 
unselfish basketball players, and this is anyone's team. You know, is is Mikel Bridges' team because he's obviously the star. He's going to be the number one option on this team, but he's he's very unselfish as well. You know, he'll dish it off too. He's not going to take forty shots a game, fifty shots, thirty shots. You know, he's gonna he's gonna get his shots, but they're going to be quality shots. And he's not gonna force anything, you know. I like I like the way Mikel Bridges plays. Um, the only thing that I'm worried about is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, he's gonna be a huge problem for the Nets, you know. The, and their size, they don't really have anyone who can guard, you know, Joel Embiid. I think the closest guy they have to to guarding uh, Joel Embiid is gonna be Nick Claxton, you know, Nick Claxton. But he's not that big, and he's he. You know, Joel Embiid is a monster, man. He's he's going to be he he's arguably the MVP of the season. Uh, he's most likely going to win it. Um, but he's he's just a he's just a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, if they have an answer for him, you know, if they send double teams, they get the they get the ball out of his hands. They 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 make other players make shots. Then I think they might have a solid chance. But, you know, the number one priority is going to be Joel Embiid. And they got to stop that guy. They got to stop that guy. He's a he's a problem, man. He's a problem. And that's basketball for now. We're going to go on to baseball, man. Ooh, baby. We're going to go on to baseball now, baby. So now we're going to talk about some terms for, you know, baseball, you know, so you guys can know some baseball as well. Uh, we're gonna get right into it. You know, we're 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 these these podcasts have been stretching, and we gotta cut them down a little. We gotta cut off at least thirty minutes because we've been going overboard. Um, so we're gonna start off with offense. Um, offense. What does offense mean in baseball? Offense means uh, the team that's hitting, the team that's at bat, the team that has the bat in their hand, the team swinging trying to hit the ball in the field trying to get on base trying to steal bases trying to score home that's the offensive team um the defensive team is the team that's out on the field so you got the second baseman the shortstop you know the first baseman the pitcher the catcher the center fielder left fielder right fielder third baseman this is i just named all the positions on defense, and those are all the positions on defense, and that's basically it right there. The team that's out on the field, that's the defensive team right there. So we're going to talk about, you know, the outfield now. What is the outfield? The outfield is the area of the playing field that is outside of the boundaries of the four-pointed baseball diamond. So outside of, you know, the dirt, you know, where the grass is out, where there where are where there are three guys, you know, playing the outfield. Um that's that's the outfield right there. There are three guys playing those defensive positions. That's the outfield right there. The three defensive positions consist of center, center field, left field, and right field. Um um when I was in when I was in high school, you know, I started off in the infield. But, you know, I felt more comfortable in the outfield, and I, I was starting center. I was the starting center fielder. Um, in college, I was the starting left fielder. And, uh, you know, when the center fielder was out, I would play center field. Um, that's, uh, 
that's outfield for you. Now we're going to talk about the infield. The infield is the portion of the baseball field bordered by three bases and home plate. So the dirt, you know, the sand, you know, and the field, that's the infield right there. That's the infield, and the infield is uh is very important, you know, very important. You know, I was afraid to play infield when I was in high school. Uh, my first position was shortstop, but it's just, you know, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure, a whole lot of pressure playing that position. And, um, you know, I'm a young guy. I, I didn't really have many baseball experience. You know, I just practiced my whole life, and, you know, the pressure got to me. The pressure got to me, and, um, you know, I, I moved on to the outfield and I and I and I flourished in the outfield. I love the outfield. Um, not a lot of people are a field are a fan of it, but you know that's my place out there. I could play infield if I want to now, but you know I feel better in the outfield and you know I'm my, I'm at my best in the outfield. Um, next, we're gonna talk about oh oh so real fast. Sorry, before I go on to the next term, um, let me just mention the infield real fast. The infield consists of these positions, and we're gonna go by number because each position has a number. So the first position is the pitcher. He's one. The second position is the catcher. He's two. Uh, first baseman is three. The second baseman is four. Uh, the third baseman is five. And the shortstop is six. Uh, to continue on to the outfield, uh, seven is the left fielder. Eight is the center fielder. Nine is the right fielder. So if you ever see like a scorebook or 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 something talking about, you know, ground out or, you know, ground out to six and then, you know, three. That's That means the ball was hit to the shortstop and he threw it over to the first baseman. That's what that means. Um, all right. The next term we're going to talk about is the batter. What is the batter? What What is that? Who is that? Who is the batter? Who is that? <laughs> uh, the batter is an offensive player in the batting box who attempts to hit the ball, who attempts to hit the ball. That's basically it right there. That's the batter. The person with the bat in his hand, that is the batter right now. Uh, the pitcher, the pitcher is the is another defensive player, and the pitcher is the offensive player. I mean, the, the pitcher is the defensive player that delivers the ball to the batter. You know, he pitches the ball. He throws the ball. He plays catch with the catcher. You know, that's uh, that's the pitcher right there. You know, he tries to strike out the batter. He tries to get the batter out. Um, this is the pitcher right there. He's, he's the one in the middle of the field with the ball in his hand, throwing the ball as hard as he can, as fast as he can, and has as, uh, as best as he can, you know. And it's really tough to pitch. It's really tough. Um, the last term we're going to go over is the inning. What is an inning? An inning is one of nine periods of playtime in an ordinary regulation game. So in a game, there are nine innings. And to pass an inning, you have to go through the top of the inning and the bottom of the inning. After you go through the top of the inning and the bottom of the inning... The next inning begins. So let's say we start the game. The game starts at the top of the first inning. 
So the top of the first inning is over when there are three outs. After the three outs, teams they switch they switch they switch positions, um, they switch defense and offense, and then the bottom of the inning is uh, is started, and then that inning is over when there are three outs. After there are three outs in the inning, I mean at the half of the inning, you know the next half begins. After there are six outs in an inning, the new inning begins. So that's an inning right there, guys. That is an inning, and those are our baseball terms for today. Now we go on to the Jankies. So now we're going to talk about the Jankies. The Jankies over the weekend, they played a three-game series over the uh, against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles... Um, lost this series against the Yankees two games to to one. So the Yankees won two out of the three games against the Orioles this weekend. Excuse me, excuse me, guys. How how bad how bad is that? That's really bad. Um, but the Yankees dropped the first game of the series. I'm sorry, I just got so much gas, man. Don't don't drink soda, guys. I'm done with I'm done with this soda. Okay, so uh, the Yankees, the Yankees lose the first game of the series to the Orioles, seven to three. The Yankees score six runs. The Baltimore Orioles score seven uh, to win the first game. Um, you know, uh, Stanton had a really good game that game that day. Um, he went two for four with uh, with two runs. Um, Oswaldo Cabrera finally woke up. And he went three for four. He had three RBIs. Franchi Cordero had one of the biggest swings of the game. Um, he hit a three-run homer. And after the three-run homer, you know, there's a big spot for him in the game. And, you know, they bring in a lefty. He's a lefty hitter. He's hitting from the left side. So the Orioles, they make a move to bring in a righty. I mean, a lefty. Um, they bring in a lefty and, you know, Aaron Boone. In his midseason form with his bad decision after this guy just hit a three-run homer to tie the game for you guys, you take him out. He takes him out. He subs him out. You know, I understand where he's coming from. You know, he wants to match up righty versus lefty. So he pinch hits, you know, Franchi Cordero for Isaiah Kaina Falefa. Isaiah, the player, one of the biggest spots in the game, you know, he gets pinch hitted. And uh, he strikes out. He strikes out. And, you know, the Yankees leave a man on base. And, you know, they don't score. They don't score. And that ends up being a costly decision for the Yankees. And they lose this game. That's one of the biggest moves. I mean, one of the big moves that Aaron Boone has done uh, this game. So the next game, uh, the Yankees win. The Yankees win this game. They win the second game. Four to one, and uh, you know Giancarlo Stanton hit a hit a solo home run, a solo, a huge home run in this game. Um, you know to give the Yankees give the Yankees some cushion um, after they just brung in a reliever, after they just brung in a reliever to uh, you know to try to get Stanton out, and after the first pitch, the second pitch, he hit a 
freaking rocket. He had a rocket off of his bat, 116 miles per hour off of his bat to left center field. Left center field is where, uh, you know, the Baltimore Orioles made this new addition where they put like a mini monster, you know, they they pushed the wall back, these bums, you know, uh, but no, it didn't matter to Stanton because he had a rocket right over it, literally right over it in the deepest part of the park. And I just love Giancarlo Stanton. I saw this live. I saw this live while I was at my job, you know, closing the store and doing all that good stuff, man. You know, my boy, uh, my boy Charlie, you know, he's a Yankee fan as well. Um, you know, he was watching the game and I was closing. He comes by. He's like, yo, hold this for me. Watch the game. You know, while I go finish with this custom, I was like, I bet. So uh, he gave me the, he gave it to me when, um, you know, when judge hit a sacrifice fly and, you know, there was a really close play at the plate, you know, Cedric Mullins almost gunned out DJ LeMahieu at the plate. And I was watching it, you know, with somebody and, you know, she doesn't really like watching baseball, but she saw that play and, you know, she got excited. She was like, oh, my God. You know, it was really it was close. It was a really close play at the plate. But um, later on, the next at bat, you know, they bring in a reliever, you know, to try to to try to get Stanton. And my boy Stanton has a bomb, man. He has a bomb. I saw it live. I was screaming in the store, and I was going crazy, man. I just, I just love to see my favorite player succeed, man. No, there's, there's nothing better than that. I freaking, I freaking love that guy, man. Um, but that, that's, uh, that's game two. You know, Yankees win game two. Uh, they have a big fifth inning, and uh, they, they, they take the, they tie the series up, two to two, uh, one to one. Uh, the third game of the season is Sunday, and the Yankees won five to three. The Yankees won five to three. Um, huge shout out! Huge shout out to Adley Rutschman. Uh, he's a second year player. Um, he's the he's the catcher uh, for the Baltimore Orioles, and this guy's a stud, man. He's a switch hitting catcher, and he went four for four that game with no strikeouts. Uh, he had a home run today too. He had a home run today, um, and he's just uh, he's just been a stud. He's gonna be an all star this year. Adley Rutschman is going to be an all-star this year, man. Take it to the bank. Um, Judge had two home runs this game, you know, on the 5-3 win. Uh, Stanton started off the scoring, you know, with a... Um, Stanton started off the scoring, you know, with an RBI single, you know, giving the Yankees a one a one nothing lead in the beginning of the game in the first inning. And, uh, you know, the Yankees, uh, they, they won this game very decisively nine, um, five to three, uh, with nine hits. Um, the Yankees go to six and three. Uh, they lost today to the Cleveland guardians. We'll talk about that Wednesday. We'll talk about that series Wednesday. Um, but they lost to the guardians today. So they're, they are now six and four. But the Yankees beat the beat the Orioles and won the won the series. Shout out to them. That's how you win games, man. That's how you that's how you make the playoffs. You know, you win series one by one, and uh, you know it's is 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 pretty cool. So now we're gonna get into the Mets, baby. The the Mets, baby. <laughs> All right, cool, guys. We're going to get into the Mets versus the Marlins, man. Mets versus the Marlins series uh, that went on um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, the Mets are coming into this series, you know, having been swept, having having been swept, you know, by the Brewers of Milwaukee. 
the Brewers outscored the Mets 26 to 6 in that series as the Mets bats were, you know, awfully quiet in that series. You know, the bright the bright side of the final game is that Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor's bats, you know, they finally woke up as they drove in all six runs in the third game but still came up short due to a walk-off homer by Bryce Mitchell. Off Bryce Mitchell off of Adam Ottavino in the ninth inning, you know, Bryce Mitchell killed us that series and so did Brian Anderson. Um, but the Mets went on to face the Miami Marlins on their home in their home opener, you know, looking to bounce back from the sweep. You know, the Mets beat the beat the Marlins in the 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 first the first and the third game of the of the season. You know, they started off the season against the Marlins. Um but the the Mets won, you know, that series. They won that series two to one. Um but they face them again here in City Field. Um and in the first game you know, uh, in the first, in the third game, you know, the Mets they showed signs of life in the third game of the season, scoring six runs. You know, uh, they showed all right. So the Mets, you know, they their bats have been really quiet, and uh, against the Brewers, you know, in the third game, you know, they scored six runs. You know, they broke a twenty-eight inning shutout they had going on since the Marlins series. Um, so the Mets, uh, you know, the Mets are looking to bounce back. Um, the Mets, you know, they got the home opener win, home opener win as they slugged nine runs in this game. You know, Tyler McGill, uh, he was the starting pitcher for the Mets, um, in the home opener. Uh, he threw, he threw a pretty solid game. Um, he threw a pretty solid game, um, keeping the Marlins on check. Uh, he threw six innings. Uh, he he only gave up three hits, two base on balls, and three strikeouts. They didn't score any runs on him. So Tyler McGill um, started this game for us. You know he went six innings. He you know he had a very he had a very solid start against the Marlins as McGill picks up his second win against the Marlins this season. So he's two and zero. Mets kicked off the scoring in the bottom of the third. Mark Canna got walked with the bases loaded. Um, this is one walk of twelve that the Mets had this game. Great discipline at the plate for the Mets hitters. Uh, Daniel Vogelback later in the game, um, he singles with uh, bases loaded, and the Mets are up 2-0 at the bottom of the third, at the end of the third. Um, bottom four, Pete Alonso. You know, like I said, his bat is waking up. Um, you know, he hit a home run in the in the third game, and you know he got he got some really key hits for us, key hits for us in the third game of that series against the Brewers. Um, so his bat is waking up, which is really key for the Mets. Um, so he got a so he got a he got a RBI single in the bottom fourth. The Mets are up 3-0. Uh, in the bottom six, you know, Starling Marte hits a homer, hits a solo homer to take a 4-0 lead. Um, the top eighth is where things got a little scary for the Mets. Um, Garrett Cooper, who's a former Yankee, uh, he hit a three-run homer, and the Mets are now down 6-3. Uh, next half inning, um, next half inning. Uh, Francisco Lindor hits a two-run homer, and then Pete Alonso does the monkey see, monkey do, and hits a solo homer for the Mets. Back-to-back. Let's go. Mets win that game. Mets win the the home opener, the series opener, uh, 9-3. 
Um, really good game for the Mets. Really good game for the Mets. As you can see, you know, the Mets, the Mets are starting, uh, bats are starting to heat up as they put up a nine piece on the Marlins. You know, the two key guys that led this offense are, you know, who other than Pete Alonzo and uh, Francisco Lindor. You know, these guys are waking up and they're putting up numbers and producing, you know, after starting the year off slow. Uh, these guys play a major part in the Mets offense. And if these guys don't show up, um, and if these guys show, if these guys don't show up, you know they're they're not gonna win any games. They're not gonna win any games. But when they do show up, the Mets are really tough to beat. The Mets are really tough to beat. Uh, game two of the series, you know, Mets um, Mets have Kode Senga. Kode Senga on the mound. Uh, he's coming off his first career start versus the Marlins in the first series of the season. Uh, he looked great on the mound. You know, his his first inning was tough and it was a little rocky for him as he got, you know, his feet wet in, you know, his MLB debut. Um, you know, he, lo he loaded up the bases and he escaped with only one run given up, you know. Uh, after, you know, he was able to settle, he was able to settle, settle in that game and, uh, you know, strike out eight. Um, in the second game of the series, you know, we got a hot bat alert, hot bat alert. We got a hot bat alert, you know, from Francisco Lindor. He's, he's gone four for seven in the last two games, uh, with a home run and four RBIs. So he's, he's, he's swinging a hot bat right now, you know, um, in game two of the Marlins, you know, the Mets get on the board first, bottom first with a walk by McNeil. Uh, the Mets are 85 and 17, dating from last season after scoring first. You know, so that's a really good stat. You know, when the Mets score first, they they're more likely to win. Uh, bottom fifth, Pete Alonso stays on fire. You know, with a two-run homer, his third straight game off a homer. You know, his third straight game with a homer. You know, so he's swinging a hot bat right now, man. Pete Alonso is hot. And he's seeing the ball good, you know? So that's that's really good to hear. Um, you know, it's his third straight game with a homer, you know? And he, he we need him. We need him if we're going to go deep. You know, they need him. They need Lindor. They need all those guys, you know? Um, like I said, you know, it's a team It's a team effort when it comes to baseball, you know? Jazz Chisholm, uh, he hit a homer in the... In the top of the top of the six, you know, the Mets are still up three to one. Um, the second half of the inning, Eduardo Escobar, you know, he he's had a slow start, but he got a really needed uh, home run. Uh, he hit a home run to put the Mets up five to one. You know, the Mets win five to two. Great outing from Kode Senga as uh, he picks up his second win of the season in as many starts. So so good pitching from Kode Senga. You know, there's. This is a guy who's uh who's 30 years old and he's very he came up from the developmental uh developmental uh program that the Japanese have over there in Japan. So he's the first player to ever make it to ever make it to the majors out of that developmental program, you know, and he's got a couple championships. He's got some championship experience, you know, over there in Japan. This guy got an his he he has a fork ball. It's called the Ghost Fork. And you know you just can't see it. You just can't see it because it just it drops right out on you. But uh, you know, Kode Senga is, was a really great signing for the Mets. Uh, the Mets lose Game Three, but win the best of three home series opener. You know, Game Three they lost seven to two. Tough start by uh, you know Carlos Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco has been has been awful for us so far. Um, he hasn't gotten settled. I think the pitch clock is really. 
you know, tough. It was it was just a tough start. You know, tough start by Carlos Carrasco. Um, he went four innings pitch, four point two innings pitch. Um, he had six hits, six earned runs, three base on balls, one strikeout, and he gave up two home runs. You know, so um, you know Carlos Carrasco just can't just can't seem to find his rhythm on the mound right now. You know, I think the pace is is what's taking a toll on Carlos Carrasco. Uh, he seems to get fatigued very fast. You know, the pitch clock is 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 something to adjust by by from from anyone. You know, and he's he's an old guy, so it's gonna be really tough for him to, to adjust to this speed and this pace that the game is going. Um, the Mets were able to get nine hits, nine hits, and and they only scored two runs. You know, they only scored two runs. Mets weren't getting that timely hit. Mets have been really struggling, you know, hitting with men on scoring position. Uh, they hit 216 as a team. That's 27th in the league, you know. Um, so, but the only bright side, you know, the bright side that I saw in this game is that Francisco Alvarez, the Mets' top prospect, made his season debut. Made his season debut. Uh, he made his season debut getting an RBI single. Um, you know, he's a really aggressive hitter, swinging first pitch. You know, he never he never gets cheated up there, though. He never gets cheated. He swings hard, and he's powerful. You know, if he if he remains healthy and improves his vision, you know, with discipline, he's going to be a stud and play an important piece for the Mets this season. You know, he's already a student of the game. He's always constantly learning about the game, asking questions. You know, he's 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 a good player. I like him. You know, he, he has to be an everyday catcher. He has to be the, the everyday catcher because, uh, you know, Tomas Nito is, is like a walking out. This guy is a walking out. You know, he has no bat and he doesn't produce anything. You know, he's a good player. You know, he plays hard, but he's just he's not that guy. You know, he's not that guy. He has heart. You know, Thomas Tomas Nito, he has heart. But he's just not that guy, you know. And, and Francisco Alvarez, he's going to have to come up big for the Mets. He's going to have to come up big for the Mets. Um, Omar Narvaez is a guy that the Mets got this offseason. He's a catcher. And he's out 8 to 10 weeks with a calf injury. So, you know, this guy is the future. Um, this guy, Francisco Alvarez, is the future. And he has to come through and he has to contribute, you know. Um, but the Mets win the season series against the Marlins 2-1 to one and will face them again in September as division games have been cut significantly. So every team can play each other, you know, which is horrible. I feel they should only play interleague games in the World Series so teams aren't familiar with each other when they face off. But, you know, it's all right, man. I, I remember it was, like, weird for the Mets to play, like, the Angels or something, but... You know, that's where the league is heading, you know, with or without us. So we must adapt and we must adjust, you know. Um, the Net the Mets play the Padres, who they lost to last year in the wild card in three games. Uh, the first game is Hugh Darvish versus Max Scherzer. And the Mets won today. Mets won, and we'll talk about it Wednesday. We'll talk about the series with the Padres Wednesday. Mets had a good win today. Good win, much needed win. Um, but that concludes our sports. That concludes our sports segments. Um, let's get into the Bible, baby. Let's get into the Bible. We're going to get into the Bible now. It's Bible talk, guys. Now, nah, let me stop playing, man. Can't be playing with God like that. Um... So we're going to start off where we left off. I think we should do like five pages. I'm going to do five pages of reading. 
And uh, let's let's just get right into it, man. Let's get right into it. Uh, the history of Adam's family. This is the history of Adam's family. When God created people, he made them like himself. He created them male and female. And on the same day he made them, he blessed them and called them humans. After Adam was 130 years old, he had another son. This son looked just like Adam. Adam named his son Seth. After Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. So Adam lived a total of 930 years, then he died. After Seth was 105, he also had a son named Enosh. After Enosh was born, Seth lived 807 years and had other sons and daughters. So Seth lived a total of 912 years, then he died. After Enosh was 90 years old, he, he had a son named Kenan. After Kenan was born, Enosh lived 815 years and had other sons and daughters. So Enosh lived a total of 905 years, then he died. After Kenan was 70 years old, he had a son named Mahalal. After Mahalal was born, Kenan lived 840 years and had other sons and daughters. So Kenan lived a total of 910 years, then he died. When Mahalal was 65 years old, he had a son named Jared. After Jared was born, Mahalal lived 830 years and had other sons and daughters. So Mahalal lived a total of 895 years. Then he died. After Jared was 162 years, he had a son named Enoch. Enoch, after Enoch was born, Jared lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. So Jared lived a total of 962 years. Then he died. After Enoch was 65 years old, he had a son named Methusiel. He had a son named Methusel. Methusel was born. Enoch walked with God for 300 years and had other sons and daughters. So Enoch lived a total of 365 years. One day, Enoch was walking with God and he disappeared. God took him. God took Enoch. After Methuselah was 187 years old, he had a son named Lamesh. After Lamesh was born, Methuselah lived 782 years and had other sons and daughters. So Methuselah lived a total of 969 years when he died. When Lamesh was 182, he had a son. Lamesh named his son Noah. Lamesh said, we worked, we work very hard as farmers because God cursed the ground. But Noah will bring us rest. After Noah was born, Lamesh lived 595 years and had other sons and daughters. So Lamesh lived a total of 777 years. Then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he had sons named Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Uh-oh, here comes Noah. So people become evil. The number, of, the number of people on earth continued to increase. When these people had daughters, the sons of God saw how beautiful they were. So they choose the woman they wanted. They married them 
and the woman had their children. Then the Lord said, People are only human. I will not let my spirit be troubled by them forever. I will let them live only 120 years. During this time, and also later, the Nephilim, the Nephilim people lived in the land. They had been famous as powerful soldiers since ancient times. The Lord saw that the people on the earth were very evil. He saw that the only that they thought only about evil things all the time. The Lord was sorry that he had made people on the earth. It made him very sad in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy all the people I created on earth. I will destroy every person, every animal, and everything that crawls on the earth. And I will destroy all the birds in the air because I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah, Noah pleased the Lord. Noah and the great flood. This is the history of Noah's family. He was a good man all his life and he always followed God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. When God looked at the earth, he saw that people had ruined it. Violence was everywhere and it had ruined their life on earth. So God said to Noah, Everyone has filled the earth with anger and violence. So I will destroy all living things. I will remove them from the earth. Use cypress wood and build a boat for yourself. Make rooms in the boat and cover it with tar inside and out. This is the size I want you to make the boat. 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a window for the boat, about one cubit below the roof. Put a door in the side of the boat. Make three floors of the boat. A top deck, a middle deck, and a lower deck. Understand what I am telling you. I will bring a great flood of water on the earth. I will destroy all living things that live under heaven. Everything on earth will die. I will make a special agreement with you. You, your wife, your sons, and their wives will all go into the boat. Also, you will take two of every living thing on the earth with you into the boat. Take a male and a female of every kind of animal so that they might survive with you. Two of every kind of bird, animal, and creeping thing that will come to you so that you might keep, it, so you might keep them alive. Also bring every kind of food into the boat for you and for the animals. Noah did everything God commanded him. Then the Lord said to Noah, I have seen that you are a good man, even among the evil people of this time. So gather your family and all of you go into the boat. Get seven pairs of every kind of clean animal and get one pair of every other animal on the earth. Lead all these animals into the boat with you. Get seven pairs of all the birds. This will allow all these animals to continue living on the earth after the other animals are destroyed. 
Seven days from now, I will send much rain on the earth. It will rain for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe everything off the face of the earth. I will destroy everything I made. Noah did everything the Lord told him to do. Noah was 16, was 600 years old at the time the rain came. He and his family went into the boat to be saved from the flood. His wife and his sons and their wives were on the boat with him. All the clean animals, all the other animals on the earth, the bird and everything that crawls on the earth went into the boat with Noah. These animals went into the boat of... These animals went into the boat in groups of two, male and female, just as God commanded. Seven days later, the flood started. The rain began to fall on the earth. On the 17th day of the second month, when Noah was 600 years old, the springs under the earth broke through the ground and water flowed everywhere. The sky also opened like windows and rain poured down. The rain fell on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. That same day, Noah went into the boat with his wife, his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. They and every kind of animal on earth were in the boat. Every kind of cattle, every kind of animal that crawls on the earth, and every kind of bird were in the boat. All these animals went into the boat with Noah. They came in groups of two from every kind of animal that had breathed, that had breath of life. All these animals went into the boat in groups of two, just as the God commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind Noah. Water flowed, water flooded the earth for 40 days. The earth the, the water continued to rise and the boat floated on the water high above the earth. The water rose so much that even the highest mountains were covered by water. The water continued to rise above the mountains. The water was more than 20 feet above the highest mountain. Every living thing on earth died. Every man and woman, every bird and every kind of animal, all the many kinds of animals and all the things that crawl on the ground died. Every living, breathing thing on dry land died. In this way, God wiped the earth clean. He destroyed every living thing on the earth, every human, every animal, everything that crawls and every bird, all that was left was Noah and his family and the animals that were with him in the boat. The water continued to cover the earth for 150 days. We're going to read this last page. One last page. But God did not forget about Noah. God remembered him and all the animals that were with him in the boat. God made a wind blow over the earth and all the water began to disappear. Rain stopped falling from the sky and water stopped flowing from under the earth. The water that covered the earth began to go down. After 150 days, the water was low enough that the boat touched land again. The boat stopped 
on one of the mountains of Ararat. Ararat. This was the 17th day of the 7th month. The water continued to go down. And by the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains were above the water. Forty days later, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat. Then he sent out a raven. The raven flew from place to place until the ground was dry and the water was gone. Noah also sent out a dove. He wanted it to find dry ground. He wanted to know if water still covered the earth. This dove... The dove could not find a place to rest because water still covered the earth. So the dove came back to the boat. Noah reached out his hand and caught the dove and brought it back to the boat. After seven days, Noah again sent out the dove. And that afternoon, the dove came back to Noah. The dove had a fresh olive leaf in its mouth. This was a sign to show that there was a dry that there was a dry ground on the earth. Seven days later, Noah sent the dove out again, but this time, the dove didn't come back. After that, Noah opened the door of the boat. He looked and saw the ground was dry. This was the first day of the first month of the year. He was 601 years old. By the 27th day of the month, by the 27th day of the second month, the ground was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, leave the boat. You, your wife, your sons, and your sons' wives should go out now. Bring every living animal out of the boat with you. All the birds, animals, and everything that crawls on the earth. These animals will make many more animals, and they will fill the earth again. So Noah went out with his sons, his wife, and his son wives all the animals, everything that crawls, and every bird left the boat. All the animals came out of the boat in family groups. Then Noah built an altar to honor the Lord. Noah took some of all the clean birds and all of the clean animals and burned them on the altar as a gift to God. The Lord smelled these sacrifices and it pleased him. The Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the earth as a way to punish people. People are evil from the time they are young. But I will never again destroy every living thing on earth as I did this time. As long as the earth continues, there will always be a time for planting and a time for harvest. There will always be cold, hot, summer, and winter, day and night on earth. The Great Flood, Noah's Ark, New Beginnings, New People, New Lives, New Animals. Such a beautiful story. Such beautiful stories coming out of the Bible, man. I'm just so grateful, guys. We made it to the last part. 
we made it to the last part of the episode and you know i just can't be more happy with with the episode we just put out you know it's, it's been fun um i'm exhausted um i think it's time for me to go to sleep i have to go to work tomorrow it's two o'clock in the morning we lasted an hour and 15 minutes you know we're supposed to, we're, we're getting to that hour guys we're getting close to that hour and um you know we made it we made it guys we made it to the to the to the ending of the fourth episode next episode is going to be the fifth episode then the sixth the seventh oh my god yo we 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 have such a long journey to go guys we have such a long journey to go and i'm just i'm just so grateful uh my heart is full and i'm just um i'm blessed i'm i'm truly blessed and thank you guys so much you know without without you guys I I wouldn't be anything. I wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for you guys, you know. And I just I just want to say thank you. Thank you. So we're going to conclude this episode and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Catch you guys on the flippity flip. Jesus. Gracias. Thank you for listening. To sports with Jesus. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Stay cool, man. Stay freaking cool. <laughs>